0: we're going to get into the top six teams from last year the big boys although if you're rob you probably think wolverhampton will finish at this all right (laughs) so we'll start with the sixth place team from last year everybody's favorite the red devils manchester united the most popular team in the world biggest brand so rob what's up
1: yeah so i got them Um, I like to think of them as the Los Angeles Lakers of the Premier League, definitely Mm -hmm. storied history, Um, you know, rabid fan base, but also maybe um, don't quite really understand where their team is in the landscape right now. So if you think about it, the last time they won the Premier League was 2013, not an incredibly long time ago, but um, I don't really think they're. Um, within sniffing distance at the current moment, so it could be a little while longer. 2008, since the last time they won the Champions League, um, they had, they all, similar to the Lakers, and they kind of struck out with some recent free agent, marquee free agent signings Di Maria, mm. Paul Pogba, uh, Arsenal great, Alexi Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those teams that I think look as you look at them on paper, it's like wow, there's a ton of talent on here. But as a Liverpool fan, I was never really scared of them. As we went head to head, there were other teams that I was would get much more stressed out about playing that coming week. Um, so of course, last year, you know, they had that uh, roller coaster season. Jose Mourinho fired early on, and then Aurigoni, Oli I need like um, Solskjaer. <laughs> uh coming in as an interim, having that great stretch, um, getting hired full time and then really sucking it up the second half of the season. Uh, if you look at that stretch in the middle, they were absolutely crushing teams. But I mean it was Cardiff, Huddersfield, Burnmouth, Bournemouth, Newcastle. Really nobody of note, and then they did draw to to Burnley uh, in there. But then they ended the season losing five of the last nine and then drawing twice, falling out of that top four. So I know there's, as Man City, Man U fans are probably not happy with the end of that season. Looking forward to next year. Obviously, a lot of headlines and news going in the transfer window with both Lukaku and Paul Pogba. Um, Even Dava De Gea just reportedly got a huge contract, but it looks like they'll probably lose Pogba. And likely lose Lukaku, just trying to find that right number with Inter Milan right now. Also, seems like they would, they, it'd probably be a good thing to lose Paul Pogba because he's, you know, just doesn't want it, doesn't want to be there. We'll see what happens. I think they are definitely outside the top four again next year.
0: There, I couldn't imagine being a Man U fan. Like you have this huge amount of success. Anytime I meet an American american who's a man U fan i'm like dude you're a bandwagon fan like because they used to win all the time they've won the most premier leagues ever since legendary the best manager in the history of the premier league sir alex ferguson stepped down and retired he won a titles last year they have not got it right david moyes didn't work um solchar Drury's still out um they brought in jose marino you know the special one he has this group of talented talented offensive players once they have them sit back and be pragmatic which will work somewhere else but they have paul pogg with lukaku he's sort of down but you have rashford martial alexis um before they had alexis they had Mkhitaryan. atarian they have all these exciting players and he just wanted to sit back and you know there's a thing called the new manager bump so when Solskjaer took over they were killing teams but as rob pointed out these are not the, the top teams I think uh, a big thing about them were their stats, their uh, expected goal stats. They were outperforming everything like they weren't giving up as much as they Play should them. have. And yeah. And then Arsenal beat them. And i like to think Arsenal kind of ruined it. They're like the first team to beat yeah. them in the league. Uh, Xhaka had a wonder goal against them, even though Xhaka's trash as we'll get to Arsenal and all the players I hate in a second. But yeah, they they're they're looking at Harry Maguire, as we mentioned with Lester, which would help shore up the defense. And they did get Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, he was great at crystal palace. If it wasn't for, uh, Robertson and Alex Arnold, he might've been the best, uh, right back left back in the league last year. Unfortunately it's behind two really great ones, but he's, he's stepping up now the expectations are title or bust, especially with Manchester city dominating recently United. as yeah. like little brother. And like I said, they are, I believe they're the biggest, most popular, biggest brand team in, in the world. As far as soccer goes, like, They have so much money; it doesn't make any sense. While they're bad, how they can't get it right?
1: Yeah, they their goal differential. They're only plus eleven, which is even far behind. Arsenal only scored sixty-five goals on the season. You think that they're going to probably lose Pogba and Lukaku? Someone's got to come in there, and they just got to score more goals. And it seems like they're always close last year, Um, but just they suck. So.
2: Yeah, I, and I was just going to say that uh, Man United is a perfect example of you know a lot of the criticism that City get is that they you know have a bottomless pocket and can just buy whoever they want. I uh, think so. United, United is a maybe, yeah. Uh, United is a perfect example that spending money does not always guarantee success. Um, yeah, to run your club smartly. And not just by a lot of people who maybe aren't interested in, in winning titles anymore. Um, you know, they, uh, I, as Robert was saying, was saying they times on the Premier League and not without Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, it doesn't really seem to me like OGS is ready to, like, take the next step. I feel like they did kind of make a mistake uh, giving him a mm-hmm. huge contract. Uh, after such a limited job interview period. I think also a lot of the fact that he scored uh, in that late, in that 99 Champions League final, I think. Uh, I feel like there's a lot, like him being a former player and having such an emotional goal, like, yeah, he's the United guy. We'll hire him despite having... You know, established success at other football clubs. I, I think he came from a Welsh team, um, and I think that was a step. But, you know, like you said, like it's still Man Uh And it's funny that you say they're bandwagon fans because right now they're really <laughs> going through, you know, I, I would say dark days. So, like, so. Uh, Yeah, I don't see them improving a ton uh, this year. One of my bold predictions was that one of the big six would finish out of the top six uh, this time, the first time since the 15-16 season. Uh, And initially, Man U was uh, the team that I had picked, but with one to and uh, a couple other transfers that they're rumored to have, I think I might have to switch that to uh, Chelsea. But um, yeah, that's it. United suck. Uh, They lost both derbies.
1: Yeah, and I give Man City you know a hard time just because honestly side by side it it Man City just the way they play versus Man United it's almost like they're playing a different sport. Um, mm.
2: So yeah, up. man,
0: yeah, you hate to see hate to see Man U being uh, being not good. I really hate to see it. Like when I first got into soccer, they had this guy from France named Eric Cantona, and they won every single season. Like it seemed like they always won the Premier League except for the year Blackburn stole it. Until Arsenal could finally win, but it was yeah. I, I don't. I hope they continue to be bad. It's kind of funny, but it, it's a waiting game. It's only a matter of time before all that money works and they get the right manager and and they're back. I'm I'm all about kicking someone when they're down, as you guys know. So yeah, you are.
2: <laughs> well, let me let me say one last thing about uh, United before we move on. So Liverpool and City were in this just incredible title race, and I think it was very telling because. You know, I work with a couple of United fans, and I've you know seen them out at bars. But I think David Beckham was uh, vocalizing a sentiment that they, I think, they also felt uh, was that they, um, because you know, obviously they have a rivalry with Manchester City, but I think that they wanted Liverpool to win the title far less than they wanted City to li- win the title. And probably that goes back to just sustained success, you know, throughout the 80s and then decades before that. Um, I'm not sure. I'll try and look it up now. But uh, Man U and Liverpool have won the most English top flight titles of any two other clubs. Um, and I think it, for like David Beckham saying that he would rather stick his head in the sand, like bury his head in a beach somewhere uh, than to see Liverpool win the title. And I thought that was very interesting.
0: Now that's Man U at sixth place. Now we're going to talk about the fifth place team from last year, the Gunners, Arsenal, my team. This might not get pretty. Um, Finger
1: out.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, um, can you guys? Um, hope you guys are here for emotional support at least. Now I yeah, guess no we'll start Rob with is. the we'll start. <laughs> we'll start with the positives. Now um, last season Ars- Arsenal finished fifth and became the runners-up in the Europa League. The year before, they were sixth and got eliminated in the semifinals of the Europa League. And that's about all the positives there were. Last season, Unai Emery took over for Arsene Wenger, probably the second greatest Premier League manager of all time. Very tenured. He's there over 20 years. I'm pretty sure as long as my little brother had been alive, Arsene Wenger had been the manager. He'd been there since 97. So um, last year was a disappointment by Arsenal standards. I mentioned Manchester United's like the most popular club in the world. Arsenal has like the most social media following, which also means they have the most angry social media following. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. I have the delight of being in some sports spaces that are completely hysterical, like the Cowboys. Uh, Rob lives in Dallas. He can probably tell you how crazy those people are. Arsenal fans are just the worst. They overreact to everything. But the season, like I said, we finished fifth. One point off of fourth place where our hated rivals Tottenham Hotspurs finished fourth. Looking back, you think about all the moments in the season, you could have had a couple more points. The second time we played Spurs, Aubameyang missed a penalty to win the game in extra time. Just, The worst worst penalty I've ever seen him take. He usually looks at the keeper and kicks at the opposite direction. For whatever reason, that game he was looking down and not looking at Hugo Lloris and kicked it right to him. Basically, Um, we got mopped by Crystal Palace at the end of the year. We got mopped by Wolves at the end of the year. Uh, I think it was Brighton. We even dropped points to at home at the end of the year. It's just like mental. But through all that, we had Unai Emery, who at Sevilla won three Europa Leagues in a row, including a win over Liverpool last time they were in the Europa League final. And we're like, okay, we're going to fall back on that. So we played Chelsea in the Europa League, get absolutely destroyed by Eden Hazard. I couldn't be happier that he's leaving the club it's just kind of frustrating so you know it's a new manager's first year taking over for a legend so there's going to be growing pains if you look at it from the outside in but there's so much other drama mesut ozil who when we first got him i was elated from real madrid this was marking something different a big player he won the world cup while i was there he is such a baby i know other people get mad that love him he doesn't want to play away games up north where it's cold he doesn't track back. He's like a dinosaur. He's a number ten, which is a you know attacking midfielder, but he's not the new number ten. He doesn't drive the ball. He doesn't dribble. He just pa- passes. He's a luxury player. We signed him to this huge contract. He's our highest paid player. He clashes with the manager, Aaron Ramsey, who's loved by the fans. Grew up in the academy. Um, we let him go for free, which he's injury prone. Which I'm not. I'm not mad with them leaving for Juventus, but we didn't sell him. Like we knew we weren't gonna want to keep him. There's some. Drama with a contract offered and him leaving and not signing it. You just let him go to Juventus, and he's probably going to win Champions League or something. Apparently, we have a limited transfer budget. Our owner, if you guys don't know, is Stan Kroenke. Um, if that name is familiar, he also owns the St. Louis Rams, Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> um, and uh, aren't they're building a new billion-dollar stadium? The man's got money. He owns Dick Sporting Goods. I believe his wife is part of the Waltons. You know, own Walmart, Sam's Club. He owns the Nuggets. He owns the Colorado Rapids. He has all these teams, but he's unwilling to put in some of his own money into Arsenal. Me not being a millionaire, billionaire, it's frustrating. Like, oh, man, you won't put your own money in. You see City's owner do it. You see Chelsea's owner do it. It's almost something you got to do to compete. He looks at it more like an investment, not for sporting. Um, So I know it sounds like bleak. There's also worse situations. We're not at the bottom of the table. Um, sure. I don't think um, we haven't been in a European, not out of a European spot in like 20, 20 some years. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I mean, Liverpool as recently as like three or four years ago weren't even qualifying for Europa League. Um, so it could be worse.
1: <laughs> Are you done
0: yet? <laughs> No, no, it's not.
2: The worst part of the team. I'm just getting going. <laughs> the worst the worst part of the team
0: is the defense. Why is the defense so bad? It was bad under Wenger. It's bad under Emery. And he's supposed to be organized. We have the worst player in the history of the Premier League, Schrogran Mustafi, Ben's man. When we bought him, he was like the second most expensive defender of all time. The man is mentally he just has these lapses at the key moments. There's a moment a couple years ago in the League Cup final. Ederson played a long ball and it's Mustafi and Aguero. Uh, Mustafi decided to pretend like he got knocked over. Clearly Aguero didn't touch him and Aguero just runs 60 yards and scores a goal. And he's like still screaming for a foul. Um, our captain, our captain, Lauren Koscielny who's played with a bad Achilles for us. We love him. He decided to hold out. He didn't even come on the American tour. We're in shambles in the defense, but like I said, we have a limited transfer budget. So we've signed a kid named William Saliba. We beat Spurs to him from France. He's only 18, so we're loaning him back to his team, so he can't come in and help. Hector Bellerin's coming back from an ACL injury. Rob Holden's coming back from ACL injury. Um, but the thing we do have, we have the best striker duo in the Premier League. We have Alexander Lacazette and golden boot winner. <laughs> golden boot winner, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who, unlike you know, Mo Salah, has done it in other leagues, you know, in the Bundesliga. Wow. <laughs> If you Early. look at his goals, if you look at his goals per minute, it was actually better than Robert Lewandowski when he was on Dortmund. Some say it's the system because you know um, Jorgen Klopp was the Dortmund coach, and obviously, Aubameyang's done it with Wenger and Unai Emery. But really, I am forever an optimist, despite how negative that rant just was. Um, we have a lot of young talent. We have Reese Nelson, who came back from Germany after a uh, successful spell at Hoffenheim. Emil Smith Rowe. Um, So far in preseason, Joe Willick is absolutely killing it. And of course, we still have Gwen Ducey and Torreira, um, two good signings last year. They're both young, so they'll only get better and be able to deal with the physicality of the Premier League. I think we'll finish top four, but of course, I'm biased. The obstacle is the owner. The fans hate the owner. They started a petition and just the Ozil thing. We got to figure that out. Um, even though I don't like him, you got to have your top player on board because he is super popular. And if we can get Ozil to at least buy in a little bit and play some defense, I think we'll be all right. But uh, Arsenal—they had the third most goals in the league. Their defensive record was like in the bottom like five or six. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Gunners, yeah.
1: All right, all yeah, right. why do you go and then I'll, I'll,
2: go. I'll do positive. So it'll be Oreo effect.
1: <laughs> so, no Arsenal. Yeah, they. I agree, Bryson, that they have had a heck of a history. And so I'm just looking right now. And um, I I was taking a couple notes on, as you were talking, the bad versus the good. And I think you did a phenomenal job of articulating it, which is why I do have them outside the top six for me. You know, they don't spend, they don't support their best player, Ozil. Their best player is, you know, probably not good enough. You talked about those injuries, which are brutal. Bellarine, Karen is ACL. That one was a tough one. I even like uh, my boy Hector. You mentioned the owner doesn't spend. But then I think even there's some things outside of the team that are going against you with just the the competition in the Premier League seems to be intensifying. It's like Liverpool is is spending more than ever. Man City is spending more than ever. Man U is about to probably spend more than ever. Tottenham spending more than ever. And it really does, unfortunately, seem like Arsenal is just on the outside looking in with those. And it's a bummer from the owner's perspective. It's like, why, why not go out there you know, there's all these news today about Gareth Bale. It's like, literally have no chance at all. Why not have a big swing and go and spin and try to get Gareth Bale? You mentioned, uh, the, remind me of the owners. Oh, Stan Kroenke. Uh, my boy. He owns the Nuggets, and that's like a perfect comparison where right now, Arsenal, the Nuggets, two good teams, uh, but a, a lot of, like, fourth best players or sixth best players you know you got if you think nuggets teams throughout the years uh, when they had Iguodala and Gallo and Andre Miller and just all these decent players that um, you know they they kind of all punched a little bit above their weight but didn't have enough to really ever scare anybody and that's that's kind of how I view Arsenal I mean we in the pool that day we did our premier league draft and we must have gone and filled out eight of our <laughs> players before we even drafted one Arsenal player. It's just,
0: I it, took Obama
1: it, is a, Yang. it is a bleak roster. Even Obamian, it's like, well, somebody has to score, and there's just really nobody else that's ever a threat to score. So, it's, you know, Obamian at least knocks some in. So I feel for you, man. I mean, you are a diehard Disrespect. Arsenal. Disrespect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obama, wait a minute! You're not gonna diss Obama. He's a world class striker. He's proven it at multiple he's got places. He's uh, he a golden boot. He's had a golden boot. He played out of position half the year, and he had to rotate time with Lacazette. So uh, I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna stand for the Obama England. Well, I mean, he's
1: great. Yeah, he, he had the season of his life as uh, most of his life. And look at a, as, as a look down at his year. Dortmund
0: stats. Look at his Dortmund stats. He's been great for years, it's dude. A, come a on,
1: your League,
0: and no. that Dortmund
1: team was sick.
0: Okay, okay, all right. You're not going to give Aubameyang credit for coming to a new... Salah had the benefit of playing at Chelsea and failing. Aubameyang came right into Arsenal and scored immediately. He didn't have to have a time to adjust. He's been good his whole life since he came Who over from France
1: to oh,
0: he's proven it. Oh, ba- Both Salah's had two good years, dude. Aubameyang is proven. How did Egypt do in the African Cup of Nations? What would Salah do there? What did he do at the World Cup?
1: He in the African Cup of Nations.
2: When? Uh, no, I believe, yeah. yeah, believe the finals. Mane made the final. Yeah, I believe the finals were Senegal.
0: Egypt hosted, got knocked out in the quarterfinals. No, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Yeah. <laughs> in their well, home
1: country. It's Egypt, dude. He's, he's doing the <laughs> best. He's he's a Champions League champion. Most okay, goals that's over the past two years. Okay. An overall great guy. Super handsome. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wait.
2: No.
0: Okay, overall great guy. Okay, now you're going to get me to expose you. You played right into my hands, okay? Oh, overall great guy. So Egypt had the player that got dismissed from their team for sexually harassing women with DMs and stuff. You know oh, who no. stuck up for him? Mo Salah. So he's a great guy. And then he turned around and contradicted himself like we got to respect women, but he's supporting a guy that doesn't. So I, I would never call any athlete a great guy. We don't know him, but there's proof of that.
1: So Mo Salah. I think he's done more I mean there's there are factual statistics across England that most Muhammad Salah is and his arrival in Liverpool has correlated directly with a decrease in hate crimes. So I mean, uh, yeah, your one-off <laughs> example is fine. But <laughs> he's he's kind of the <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Can I jump in and give my arsenal takes? If I'm yeah, in? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, so Bryson, you know, you you pointed out some negative things. Robert, you pointed out some really negative things. Um, I, you know, I I feel like you have plenty to be positive about. Uh, as you said, I, I was going to lean on that. They um, they had the third most goals of the league, and they might have been 16. Pa- Obviously, last year it was a two-horse race pretty much the entire season between City and Liverpool. But scoring 73 goals, I mean, that's six more than uh, Tottenham, who was the fourth-place team. It. I think you're right on, Bryson, when you said they just have to shore up defensively. Um, Rapino, Hector Bellerin, that connection. I think that's plenty to be positive about. Uh, yeah, and as like you a said.
0: Pitcher. So uh, hopefully we can get some of her infinite. Some of that got- juju, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: so. um,
2: they have great fans. Uh, and they beat Bayern in preseason. Um, they're also only two points out of. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, only two points out of third. Um, and one more thing, uh, just in Ozil's favor, I feel like there are like four or five people, uh, midfielders in the Premier League that make passes that, some human beings just could never ever see or make in their lives. And I feel like he is one of them. Um, and I feel like he's still got a couple good years left. Uh, it just seems like something needs to click between him and Emory. Uh, and I, I feel like they could firmly be third and maybe uh, top two, but um, I feel like that's not going to happen without shoring up uh, the defense or, or spending money.
0: The unfortunate thing with Ozel, when we got him, he was really great. The, uh, the number 10 role he plays wasn't extinct yet. And at that time, we didn't help them out. We had Theo Walcott and Olivier Giroud as strikers. Um, If we would have had that Ozel with even Lacazette back then, we would have probably won the league the year that uh, Lester did because we finished second. Too little, too late. And uh, our our owner just doesn't want to spend the money. It's just an investment, and he's so detached. Same with me and you, not to go back on them. They have an American owner, too, the Glazer Group, and their fans absolutely do not like them. They despise them, but... Mm. So, but yeah, that's Arsenal. I could probably go on a whole podcast about them. But to make the uncomfortable segue from Arsenal to the other team in North London, Spurs. What's good with my Spurs?
2: So uh, I got Tottenham uh, because Zach unfortunately could not make it. I'm sure he would love to go in on Tottenham and give uh, a lot more in depth analysis. Uh, my relationship with Tottenham this past year. Uh, mm. despite beating them twice in the Premier League uh, getting six points they did up in City in the Champions League uh, and just had one great great uh, Champions League final runs um, you know I leading up to that game I had talked with a bunch of people and obviously I don't think any one of them that I talked to uh, would argue that Tottenham was the second best team in all of Europe but you know, you you got to beat the people in front of you, and they they did do that. So, Son Heung-min, um, South Korean uh, forward, he just he is just like a ball of light. Just so fun to watch, even when you're rooting against him. Had two goals within the first 10 minutes away at City in the Champions League. Uh, and Kane went healthy. Uh, he does have its merits. Uh, I I think he is kind of a flopper uh, and just a big head to get the ball on. They finished uh, fourth this year, uh, seventy-one points. Uh, they lost Trippier, Trippier uh, to Atletico. Tottenham, it, you know, they are kind of in a similar position uh, as Arsenal in the sense that it seems like they have a hard cap, uh, or a hard ceiling that they, um, you know, are are doomed to never get past. Uh, they have a ton of talent. Um, you know a lot of good players on their roster. I don't, I don't know what Erickson's plans are as far as leaving, uh, but he is definitely a, a very important dude for them because it, it seems like they, they have pretty good forwards, and then Deli Ali is kind of a more a, attacking role as well. But uh, it, they, they they never buy anybody, um, and they I feel like it hurts them uh, and it definitely limits uh, the things they can do. They had 13 losses uh, last year, which it's not great. And for the longest time, they they had either only one or lost games, but I think they ended up with two draws. Um, that's all I really have for Tottenham. I, you know, I like with all the other teams that you guys support when when City are not playing them, except for Liverpool, I tend to root for them. So uh, if you guys have anything, Bryson, I'm sure you you hate Tottenham's guts, but.
0: You know, this is going to probably lose me my Arsenal fandom, but when I was little, like, obviously Spurs were the rival. I always hate Manchester United the most, just because they were always the team that had the most success. Yes, I do hate Spurs, and it's fun to poke fun of them, because Spurs going to Spurs, even when it looks like they are going to win, they will snatch defeat from the Jaws of Victory. victory. (laughs) Uh, um, They just know how to lose. Um, A big big thing that uh, Arsenal went through when they built the Emirates – you know, their fancy new stadium, because of all the money that went into that, they were for a uh, budget. Um, Tottenham finally moved into their new stadium. um What, last year? Right. Yes. Middle middle last year. Yeah. Middle Um They have that going for them. It'll take a, a little bit to get the homely feel, even though they had their big Champions League nights at the new stadium or whatever. So that could take some time to adjust Their Their roster is terrific. They just don't add to it. And then they lost Trippier. It's very strange to see an English international leave England and go overseas. Um, I'm sure there's other examples. The last ones I can think of are David, David Beckham and Michael Owen uh, going to Real Madrid back in the day. It's just very uncommon. They're still good. They're still, like I said, it's easy to, I like, I like Sun, but like daily alley, and Harry Kane, I just can't like diving. Everyone complains, but they just dive so much. Well, well you not.
2: don't, you don't like the England national team at all, really, right?
0: Yeah, when, the, And it, uh, it seems
2: like Tottenham, Tottenham has several English, uh, English international. Team. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little higher
1: on them. I think than you guys are. You know, by statistically speaking, you know, second best team in the world last year. And finished <laughs> second in the Champions League
2: in um, Europe. In, not
1: the Champions League, yeah. That's the, you know your, that's,
2: no. Looks not the world. Yeah, look
1: out for, yeah, look out for America, River Plate eh? in the world. Yeah, look out for River Plate in the world World Cup. It's Champion the most Club. prestigious and difficult to win title, according yeah. to some. So Heineken place, would have
2: you believe that yeah. <laughs> they
1: would <it> successfully. <laughs> it, the one thing with them, though, I think that's a little different. Than maybe Man U or Arsenal is that they don't really have like glaring hole glaring weaknesses that you're like, Oh, their owner doesn't spend on this huge mess of a, a position. And they did bring in uh, from Leon Dembele. And I was just watching this morning comes onto the pitch. He's good. Immediately, um, Has a sick pass uh, and assist. And then two minutes later, almost scores from outside the box. So it's like, well, maybe, maybe that is something, someone 22 years old, that's going to come in and, Add a little bit. I was even thinking back to what we were talking about with Ozil, and comparing him to Christian Eriksen, like very similar a lot of, uh, in a lot of different ways, and kind of a key cog to get the team going. So, I guess for me, if they keep Eriksen, I could see them still being firmly in in uh, that number three spot, finishing number three. Behind Liverpool and Man City.
2: Well, and I feel like that Champions League run, it kind of like instilled belief in them too. Like, you know, obviously Bryson said that you're so Spursy thing. I think they've won one English top flight title, and that was back in the 60s. It's like, and they are another fan base that are great. You know, there's Tottenham bars all over Louisville, although they might not always be so nice to other fan bases, but uh, they, um, you know that that great fans and like the, the people want it, and I feel like like I said that Champions League final run was like well maybe we're not that far away from winning a Premier League title you know like maybe we actually could do this and it's not just destined for us to muck it up in the last ten minutes or whatever. Um, but that was honestly, kind of- I
1: mean they were they very easily because I mean Liverpool played a really a really bad uh, final and got that you know so, I mean it was an incredibly lucky penalty at the very beginning like there's. With a couple of kicks of the ball differently, they very easily could have been champions of Europe. I guess yes,
0: the other the other thing they have going for them, they've kept their kept their nucleus together. They all know how to play with each other. Son, Ali, Eriksson, Kane, um, they all they've been there for a while. They've grown up together, uh, which something's to be said about that. Also, like Rob's point, that they don't have any glaring weaknesses. Um, they just might be missing that one or two players that can put them over the top. So if you look at every position. You know, the striker Harry Kane arguably. I mean, it's not even arguably. He's top three or four striker in the Premier League. Um, their midfield's good. Their defense is very solid. Even losing Trippier, they have a really good goalie, World Cup winning goalie. Just something. They just need maybe one more one more player. Maybe they should bring back Gareth Bale if he can stay healthy, mm. um, just to put them just over the top because they're they're very solid.
1: As much as I hate to admit it. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, should we go
0: to Liverpool? Uh, we, oh, we got to go. Chelsea. Well, no, we got Chelsea. Oh, dude. We forgot Chelsea existed. Yeah, Liverpool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Liverpool is Yeah. So we got the number, the number, the third place finishing team last year. The the Blues, which you could say to probably 50 million teams in England, the Blues, Chelsea mm-hmm. FC. I want to give a shout out to my man Terry Wayne. Uh, it's one of my friends who used to work with. He's a big Chelsea fan. So it's texting him about some, some stuff to talk about. Um, obviously the big news with Chelsea, the Europa league champions from last year destroyed arsenal and they finished top four. So if you guys were in Chelsea's position, won the Europa league and finished top four, would you want to kick your manager out?
2: It's so funny that I you would. say that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry. I was there one year. But it, it's like you know, if you listen to media, uh, yeah. it was like Chelsea was in a state of crisis. And yeah. They finished third, win the Europa League, you know, signed the greatest American player in the Premier League, maybe. Um, I, although they lose Hazard, but like by any metric, that would be like just a fantastic season. So, yeah, yeah is that like a? So, are uh, they just
1: they just don't do a good job of PR, or is it the manager? No, um, because Chelsea, you, you compare them Chelsea. directly compare them directly to tottenham and like if you didn't actually know who finished higher in the table you would have thought tottenham had a hundred more points than chelsea yeah yeah um so chelsea they seem to
0: have a culture of like when now get out um i mean sorry was there one year the um, manager before he was also another italian he won the league and the next year he was gone um they brought back Mourinho he won the league and like a year and a half later he was gone like they have a short leash they want to win which I can respect in one sense but it is a direct contrast to Spurs who stuck with Pochettino through thick and thin um but yeah so yeah they had a great season last year of course the big news is who I think was the best player in the Premier League I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree Eden Hazard Central attacking midfielder, great. Can dribble through, pass, shoot, score. Belgian international, he has left. He has went on to uh, actually not Greener Pastures at Real Madrid because they've sort of had a dip. But um, he's gone, which I'm happy to see because he single-handedly killed Arsenal every time he played them. Um, and also with Sorry out, Al, he also went to Greener Pastures. He went to Juventus. If you haven't seen their roster, look at it. It's amazing. Um, but now they have former club legend Frank Lampard, mm. fresh from uh Derby County, um, managing them and failing to qualify for the Premier League because he lost in the playoffs. He has come to Chelsea. It hasn't got off to a great spot uh, start. As of right now, they just lost to a Japanese team the other day in a friendly, right? <laughs> Fire them. Yeah, they didn't even score, but I mean, it's, it's preseason. Um, another daunting thing they face, they have a transfer ban uh, for some naughty things they did. Uh, I think it was with youth players signing them when they weren't supposed to which means they can't buy any new players this summer or in the spring. They are, they're, they're faced with that. So luckily Chelsea have something they like to refer to as their loan army. It seems like at any given time, they have like 50 players out on loan. I'm not even being, um, not even speaking hyperbole there. Mm. Um, so they can bring back. Luckily they had already signed Christian Pulisic, the greatest American of all time mm. in the spring. So they can, they can lean on that. They can bring Kennedy back. Willian, um, I would have thought he would have left, but they, they've hung on to him. He's still there. And I mean, it's not like they don't have uh, Conte, who single-handedly helped Lesker and Chelsea win the title. The big question is, with Lampard, is he going to play him in his real position, CDM, where he can cover everything, take out everybody? They still have Kepa. He's young. He's only getting better in goalie. Kepa, the keeper. Queta, Marcus Alonso. Now, at striker, they have some unrest Um I get I, I think uh, Beshari is uh, still signed to him, but mm-hmm. um, R- Rupin lopped his cheek an attacking player. He tore his ACL in a meaningless friendly. Um, also, also they have Olivier Giroud, who uh, World Cup champion, looks great, but he doesn't score. He's he's, he's a great option. Which is coming a off problem the problem
2: for a striker? Yeah,
1: he's yeah. sick though. Like he has sick moves, and he comes really close to scoring. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't score. The, the time he did score, he probably had like one of the best goals I've ever seen,
0: like his scorpion kick a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Arsenal. But, but yeah, he, he started every game in a World Cup for France at striker and didn't score. <laughs> goals.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, and I think, um, I feel like that's probably the, the best hope for like an Arsenal or some of those other teams sure. trying to get in the top four is with, and Hazard is so nasty that losing him you could imagine that maybe the wheels fall off for them a little bit yeah they also well, yeah, have they, some
2: turn over. go ahead i was just gonna say it's almost like they have to start all over like they just brought in a coach and it, it seemed like through the first half of the season you know chelsea was doing really well uh they were firmly top third and and arguably challenging you know for second position but now they have to start all over with a new coach and a new system after losing uh like Bryson said, arguably the best player in the Premier League last year. And even, you know, Pulisic can't make up that entire difference on his own. I don't think he's really that that kind of player. I, I do like Callum Hudson-Odoi. Uh, I don't know if he got injured in preseason, but I was going to shout out Loftus-Cheek uh, because I also like the way he plays. Those are two young English dudes that uh, that are good. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure where it, where their goals are going to come from. Um but, uh, yeah, I, I have Chelsea finishing outside the, the top six.
0: Yeah, I think they'll uh, take a step back this year. And then next summer, when that transfer ban is lifted, Roman Abramovich, who's known to spend, despite he has some his own issues with visas and stuff right now. He, he's invested in the club. I feel like he will um, boost them next summer. But this year, I do not think they will. They definitely won't finish top four, but they still have some talented players. Maybe they'll figure something else out. But yeah, that's Chelsea. But now uh, we get to Rob's mm. chance to shine. and mm.
2: Everybody, clear out of the lane. All right. All right. ISO. Liverpool. ISO. Can't shoot.
1: Champions of Europe. Wow, that sounds pretty good. Can you guys believe it?
2: I thought this was a Premier League preview. Oh, we preview Champions League. <laughs> oh, but also- how
0: many? How many Premier Leagues has Liverpool ever won?
1: How many English titles have they won before they rebranded the name? Of I'll the get, title? I'll get
2: our staff <laughs> department on that, guys. I'll, I'll look
1: it up. Yeah. This check that good. in. Check into that. All right. Liverpool. So just kind of where we stand now, obviously last year it was a magical season of magic uh, finished just a little short, um, which is just a, a, a little bit frustrating for me at times to think about um, right now though, I, I think the outlook is incredibly positive. So transfers, not a lot going on here. You he lost Sturridge, who's trash now. Moreno doesn't even play He's trash. Get him out of here. And we he brought, brought in uh, Seth Vandenberg from uh, PEC Zavola, so he should be probably not that relevant. In uh, some preseason action, um, my, my boy Ryan has been pretty good. I forget his last name, so we'll get stats on that too. But. Um, overall, it's all about the squad from last year. And I think I've got some bullets here in both the good and the bad. So in the good, a lot of our key core players are not only coming back, but they should be getting even better. So Trent, Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson, who I think were tied for second place each in in assists last year. Um, You got to think that they should just continue to strive and and get even better. Um, We still have the best defense in all of the Premier League, probably the world the best maybe overall player in the Premier League in Virgil van Dyke, best goalkeeper in Allison. Um, Mohamed Salah was bad at times last year uh, coming off that horrific broken arm uh, and maybe just a little bit too much success the season before. So he's got really an opportunity to kind of get back
2: to form late in the well, season. Well, he still won the Golden Boot too yeah, if you man, would even consider that. I a... mean,
0: <laughs> was someone who scored 20 goals, damn. So I know, but
1: I mean, you guys were there dogging him the entire season, so you, I I was when, not. I
0: not, think you were lumping me in. That
1: was trolling. That was trolling. I mean, he scored what was it? 50, 50 goals the year before and then 27 or 29 uh last year. He he definitely, I mean, objectively was not as good last year. And there was a lot of talk about it, so I don't know what the hell you guys are trying to prove, saying that he's was a beast last year. So that's good. I think on the bad, the the maybe dangerous side is they, they certainly did get lucky uh, a couple times last year uh, at the death, so to speak. Um, rest and... Just international duty, Champions League could also pose a concern. Just they had the longest season out of anyone, you know, making it to the finals and winning the Champions League. Uh, the schedule is is tough. Um, you start out the season, you get the Community Shield against Man City, then you open up in primetime against Norwich, and then straight into the Super Cup against Chelsea. So you wouldn't want to start off um, too too bad there. And then Divac Arigi, I mean, he was he was a hero. Um, he was a God and he's a, he's a legend, but he's not very good. So, um, (laughs) you, you would expect him to regress a little. So for me, um, I think, I think this will be the year that they, uh, they become the champions. I'm, I'm hoping the leadership of Vincent company is, is a gap that is felt for man city. And that's enough to, get Liverpool that extra extra point. And the most important fact is, so the most important key to the season is Virgil's just got to stay healthy. If he gets injured, it's over. They're not going to win the title. But if he stays healthy, I got Liverpool going all the way.
0: Do you think that um, since they have just come off this great success of the Champions League, I think that might have played into a couple of the draws they had at the end of the Premier League, you know, their focus on Champions League. Now that they've won it, do you think... They won't be as intense if they make it at foreign champions league. We'll try to push over the line in the premier league. So those, those draws don't really happen. Cause I mean, they only lost, what one game. Right. But there was just like a series of like drop
1: points they had that let city catch up. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was, it was even that distraction. It was just, um, it was so close between Liverpool and man city. There was that, Goal line differential goal that was 11 millimeters from from County against Man City that would have John put Stones them, yeah 10 points looks like that well that was another one the was two of um, so it's just brutal so I guess it really does all come down to i got to highlight it here a late game or a late season fixture against Man City on that's Saturday April 4th which could be a uh, a title decider because you could be as far as what three, six points back and three points back, but then flip it on uh, Man City if you win it there. Come on. Do you, T- have T- T-
0: moments, yeah, do you have any moments you look back? You know, you mentioned some of their lucky, but everyone has lucky moments. City definitely had some lucky moments too. Do you look back on, what do you think were the biggest missed opportunities? Were there like any one or two Premier League moments or games you look back like, man, we should have beat them. Like you guys killed Arsenal 6-1, but mm. the first time you played right.
1: this, you only tied Titus, but... <laughs> Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. the I do go back to that Man City game because it's like, yeah, you could get super sad. And it, it is frustrating uh, late in the season, drawn to Everton and, and West Ham. But it's like you, you kind of made those draws up with miraculous finishes against Tottenham, Chelsea, Southampton, uh, Everton at other times. So it's like those can be a wash that happened throughout the season. You, know, you had a chance. You knew who you're going up against. You knew it was all about Man City and you had a chance to just win the title on that day. And um Muhammad, or uh uh Mane. Mane's shot goes just barely off the uh the post at one point and then there's the other goal line that gets uh gets called back. It's like for me, it's all about that one and then the crushing blows of having to root against Man City fourteen straight weeks and okay.
0: <laughs> follow a uh, shout out to uh, form uh, or that's pretty good podcast alum, Dave. Um, he everyone has a player on their team they hate, no matter what team it is. Ben definitely hated Fabian Delph, I hate Messi Ozil. Is there a player on Liverpool that like you were like just frustrated with? I believe Dave's is Mane imagine complaining about another golden boot winner,
1: but yeah, was right. there any player on Liverpool? Who was like, uh,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: And speaking of Dave, he loves this player, but Naby Keita, just every mm. single thing he did, I was like, wow, this is, he's clearly the worst player on the field for Liverpool. Every once in a while he would have a flash, but I felt like that was more luck. So Keita frustrating team. Dave is, uh, thinks Bobby Firmino is the best player in the world. And so I, I, I may not agree with him that much he's there. A third, but, yeah. He's a third wheel, right? <laughs> he's a third wheel. <laughs> yeah. But he's also, he's kind of one of those players that he's, if he's playing well, they're just absolutely unstoppable. He just doesn't right. get the dirty I, work, doesn't get all the glory.
2: I don't know if I would say he's like the best player, but I feel like you could make, for him saying that he's their most important player, because like you said, when he's on, things just seem to be clicking for that front three. Uh, the best front three in Europe. Yeah, uh, sure. met with a lot of disagreement. Um, can I jump in on Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. What do you okay. uh I was just going to give some numbers. I mean, listen to this season and tell me if you think it's a Premier League champion or second place. 89 goals... 22 goals allowed, 97 points. One, they have. Liverpool have not lost at home. Uh, I think in at least two seasons, maybe two and a half. I, it just seems like it's inevitable that they will win the league. Like, I mean, the 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 gap between them and City is just negligible. And and like you said, I know you like to point to that moment against City because the, the opportunity to swing one way or the other was yeah. so high. But like when things are that close, like you could literally point to any moment in either of their seasons. Like uh, Wolves, dude, handball heading it uh, against mm-hmm. City. That's their first tie, the first time they dropped points all season last year. I, you could just point to any number of moments, and I just feel like there's no way that City is just going to keep, you know, being merciless. I I don't want to jump jump ahead too far to City. I still want to talk about Liverpool, but. It seemed like either fate was so much in one another's hands at, at some point. And I I feel like there are a certain number of factors that, that will, you know, one has to ease up at a moment. Like, it's not going to be, like, a 14-game run-in where neither of them is, you know, they're staring at each other and neither one is going to blink. Like, at some point, somebody is going to drop off. Um, and I'll, I'll get into city, what I think is going to happen yeah. in cities, but I, I feel no. like it's inevitable that at some point in the next one to three years, Liverpool will win the Premier League.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's a good, that's a great call. I think that's why this is the best sport on earth. I think that's why we get so excited about it because um, it is so just a razor thin line. Liverpool is in first place 17 of the 38 match days, uh, which is hard to hard to stomach. But I think that's also what's going to make those two matches just absolutely <laughs> So it's like literally two Super Bowls that happen. If either team goes 2-0 and against that, I, they're so similar in their um, their talent that you can't imagine, you know, if, if you take six points off the other, that the other one could, could come back from that. So looking forward to it. I just yeah. hope the Premier League um, doesn't put the second game in the
0: middle of the week like they did the second time they played. Which was kind of that would never happen in American sports. It'd be like a prime time matchup. I will say the first time they played, it was very boring. I think both teams were so tense. And then, uh, yep. then, then Ben's boy skyed a penalty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I rarely, I I can't remember any other detail other than Morris missing the penalty. Uh, I think it was Raheem Sterling that drew it on Van Dyke. But yeah. other than that, that like there was nothing about that game that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Way too. It was tense. like
1: they were they were so. Tense, yes, but also just like a lot of goals in soccer come from people making mistakes, and neither team made any big mistakes except for now. Boy, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Liverpool,
0: like the good thing they did also this summer, there were rumors at the end of the year that Real Madrid were looking at Mane. They still have them, still have seemed that, seemed they still have everybody, they didn't really lose anyone important. Yeah. I know Mourinho probably makes you sad. I'm the best defender of all time, and Sturridge, you know, do the, do the Sturridge, you know,
1: yeah.
0: great for FIFA celebration. So you have um, you have Liverpool win in the league. How
1: how close do you think it'll be, Rob? I think it'll be I think it'll be one point again. I was looking at it.
2: It seemed. Yeah. 97 did you break points it down there. game by game? I did. Yeah, I seriously That's did. Funny.
1: Um, funny. And I have I looked at a little bit of the history. So Liverpool, 97 points. That was enough to win the Premier League every single year in existence, except this year and one other one.
0: Literally, they had the two people tied for the golden boot. They had like six people on the player of the year. They had the best goalie by clean sheets, and they still didn't win the premier league, which will lead us to our premier league champions, uh, man city. Ben's, uh,
2: Ben's day one He's been there for all the ups and downs of Man's Dude I have so much adversity Throughout my <laughs> lifetime as a City fan I mean like I said yeah you can call me a fraud But you know in 10 years who knows What it's going to be I'll I'll still be a fan And and I don't think City will have won All t- 10 of those leagues in a row And I'll Just go seven. ahead and start Start from here I don't think City's won in the league next year I think Robert's right I think Liverpool will win um I'll, I'll give you a couple reasons why you know they had to win 14 games in a row uh which they certainly have the talent to do but i don't know if you know they can replicate that there are certainly uh quite a few one nil wins in there if you look at their roster you know you could you could say that they they would be favored to win every game of the premier league season which is just unrealistic. Um, and similar to Liverpool, they're essentially running out the same squad. One big thing Vincent and company, uh, obviously, you know, uh, come the hour, come the man. He, uh, you know, had that worldy against Leicester. Uh, and You know, say what you will about it seemed like Pep really favored him in the big games when you needed, you know, that kind of dad leader uh, in the locker room and out on the field. They got rid of Fabian Delph, which, you know, you love to see. Uh, He had just had a a series of calamitous errors throughout the season, but, you know, I think he also was a good locker room guy for all of his other faults. And they signed uh, a dude from Atletico, Rodri, uh, in that central defensive midfielder role. Uh, Left back uh, is their one glaring weakness. I love Alexander Zinchenko. He is not a left back by any means. And Benjamin Mendy has yet to prove that he can stay healthy. Um, Let's see. Uh, The things that I, you know, I really worry about. Number one um, is Aguero coming down the mountain. Uh, You know, it's got to happen at at some point. He's uh, scored 20 plus goals in five straight seasons. Uh, I think he just needs 14 goals this year to become fourth all time on the Premier League scoring. sheet. But I mean, seriously, their their roster they they could go 22 deep against every team. Uh, it's it's but but the thing is about it. I don't think they have like any what you would call galacticos like. What Barcelona and Real Madrid do, you know, they buy people like Eden Hazard and Gareth Bale at the, you know, the peak of their powers. Whereas, you know, City will get the guy that fits the system, like Bernardo Silva or Emre Laporte, uh, and they'll still spend quite a bit on them. But like these, you know, Bernardo Silva and Laporte aren't like, you know, established names. They're definitely not Eden Hazard, and I think that Pep just really runs a well-oiled machine just play a really watchable brand of football. I think if De Bruyne stays healthy, uh, they could get 35 plus wins, uh, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I mean, they, they definitely have the talent to do that. Uh, but I, I don't know if he does stay healthy. And I think this year, Liverpool do narrowly edge them out. Uh, I think you could, I, I feel like I'm just rambling, but I feel like you could question, you know, the hunger of a lot of the guys, you know, Aguero's a four time winner. David Silva, who also, you know, took a lot of flack last season from City fans for, you know, not being superb defensively. He still created the most chances of anybody on the team last year. Uh, but those guys are getting older. They both won four titles. Uh, most everybody else on the team has won at least two. You know, you got to question whether or not you can get up for it again. It's kind of like success defeating you. Um But uh, one last thing I'll say, I think a player to watch this year, Leroy Sané, hopefully by the time anybody hears this or by the time the league starts, he has not left City for Bayern because he is probably my second favorite football player ever. Uh, But I think he's going to have a defining year, and I think he's going to lead the league in assists after getting more starts and more playing time.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, from the outside looking at both your teams. Like, there's not any glaring. I know Ben says (laughs) left back. I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're fine. Um, (laughs) Try having Sayakalisanet as your left back, (laughs) or or a fifty year old Nacho Monreal. So the Sane thing is interesting. I love Leroy Sane too, and it seems like two seasons ago he was like the young player of the year. He was excellent. Germany inexplicably don't have him in their squad for some reason. Uh, hashtag stop racism um, and, then, <laughs> and then This year like Pep doesn't play him as often yeah, like, no. I'm like if he wants To leave come on down to uh, North London we yeah, gladly will Take him he'll be a god and he would Start for any team in the world and he's young And it uh, it might be Pep because he is A genius mm. I know I make fun of him Because he hasn't won outside of a big team But mm. like what he's done with Sterling Like at Liverpool Sterling he couldn't Finish at all he still has his chances That he misses, but City. He's a great player. He's arguably the best player in, in England, and he, he's developed like Shevchenko and Laporte being able to eye him like no one knew who America Laporte was. Um, he brought right. him in now. He should be starting for France, arguably. Um, mm-hmm. It's just you said the hunger. I think Pep Guardiola is such a psycho, which you kind of need to hear that about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Sure. So psychotic and so meticulous even though he's at this big team, he will spend hours each week preparing for Brighton Hove Albion. Mm -hmm. um, Like he's about to play in the champions league final. So I think he'll stay on them. Maybe. Well, as I mentioned with Rob, that Liverpool might have that extra edge to push over the, the extra, whatever it takes to push over the edge in the premier league. Maybe city falls because the only thing left Pep hasn't done is the champions league at city. And they might be all in on that. Well,
2: and you do you do say that a lot. Like, Pep, yeah, he can only win with the best players. But I think that also kind of speaks to his quality. Like, he's able to motivate people, like, motivate the superstars, like, that have done it before and keep them hungry. Like, he doesn't let up. Uh, I think that is, you know, an important quality because how many times do you see, you know, teams that have superstars that should be playing better
1: but That's
2: just don't get the best out of them, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, and... Yeah. so. It- you guys brought up good points with uh, with Sané. It's like you can't tell because he's playing. He comes in and he comes in late. I wouldn't be shocked if in five years he's one of the three best players in Europe. I wouldn't be shocked if we're not really talking about him. He's got a, a big gap in ceiling versus floor. But wow, another thing. <laughs> what? He could be awesome. No, it's flames, dude. <laughs> All right. So first 11 weeks, this will be – your own schedule is is interesting like it's it's a roller coaster schedule it's not like balanced throughout first 11 weeks i don't know if it's a good thing it allows um you guys to just ease into it it should for sure be an 11 and 0 you only play one big 6 team <laughs> and it's tottenham and you probably have a lot of uh revenge to get against tottenham. them so. yeah
2: it's second
1: yeah yeah i'm saying that's the only one of the first 11 games uh that will you be in any danger of even drawing um, so I feel like they get off to a strong stretch, but then, so February 1st, I'm going to read out their eight games in a row. So you play Tottenham, then West Ham and Leicester, then Arsenal and Man U, mm-hmm. Burnley, then Chelsea, Liverpool. So it's like you, five of those eight are against, are against big six. So I think that's where, um, the season will really come down to that if, if you're allowed to ease into it and, Playing at top form there, then you probably win the title again. If maybe there's an injury or um, drop a couple of those games and lose to Liverpool, then you probably don't win the title. Yeah,
0: mm. that is a, a daunting task. There
1: might be a, um,
0: you know, with this with the Euros coming up, there might be some international breaks in there, which might even hamper or could mm-hmm. help depending right. on uh, if it's a friendly or not at that time. A lot of and those games could have
2: shifted. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like um, meaningless international weekends and there's no league soccer. They're the worst. Um, except when you're French like me and you're the World Cup champions. But, you know, stay one France. But anything else to add on to City? Um, I, I'm pretty sure the most diehard Chelsea, Arsenal, Man U, Tottenham fan would concede it's a two-horse race.
1: God willing.
2: All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just... I really... The thing I, I love about City is their depth. I mean, like, even, you know, they've got dudes that would start for any other team that, like you said, Sane um, rides the bench typically. And I love yeah. Ilkay Gundawin, another German. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think I, I did want to raise this. The, they are kind of thin at center back now. I, I know there's talk of Fernandinho mm-hmm. sliding back to the center back role, but, like, without company, Otamendi had a horrible uh, Gold Cup. Uh, and so really, obviously, ideally, every City fan would love to see Laporte, Stones, Kyle Walker, and Mendy as the back line. But I think they only had that back line for like less than 10 games last year. And uh, while they know you're kind of nitpicking for a team that only gave up 23 goals last year, but um, when that back line was not in, they were a lot shakier. But yeah, that, that'd be the last thing I'd say. I mean, yeah. Ben, would you say you didn't like the style and
0: creativity in the midfield of City? No, I, what I said, my exact
2: words, uh, were when De Bruyne is not in, uh, the City kind of lack a little bit of creativity in midfield. And you could see it in the, the Champions League games, you know, when when he had a hat-trick of assists against Tottenham in that second leg. Um, but uh, I know that's nitpicking, but at a certain point, you know, when you've you, you got that, that much talent, you're almost expected to have fulfilled this standard, so
0: yeah, imagine yeah. complaining about scoring 1,000 goals, not having <laughs> enough creativity. Man, tough, tough. tough. Phil feel for you and Rob out there. Thanks. Those uh, are the 20 teams in the 2019-2020 Premier League season.